Hello and welcome to the Charles Cook Podcast. The focus of this podcast is state and local issues here in the state of Tennessee. Uh, you can follow my podcast on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, TuneIn, and Alexa. Uh, just search for the Charles Cook Podcast. Uh, just follow and subscribe on any of those platforms and you'll be notified when I post new content. The best place to find those links is on my podcast webpage at charlescookpodcast.buzzsprout.com and you can email me at charlescookpodcast at gmail.com. Today, my uh, guest is Angela Madden. Uh, she is with the Tennessee Right to Life and she's going to come back in, uh, today and fill us in on what happened in the rest of the legislative season. So, Angela, welcome and uh, kind of fill us in we're, uh, from where we were the last time you were on and where we're at now and what to look forward to probably going into next year. Well, first, Charles, thank you so much for having me back. It's such a, an honor and a privilege to be able to speak to you and your listeners. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you the impact that your pro-life listeners had on this legislative session. And it was a long legislative session. Right. You know, um, last year, June 24th, uh, we were all very excited because Roe v. Wade was overturned. Tennessee is a pro-life state. We had laws in place that would take effect in August. The Human Life Protection Act did take effect in August of last year, and all things were good. And then we hit the legislative session in January. And the last time I was here, we talked about some of our legislators trying very hard to water down to weaken the Human Life Protection Act. And so the battle did begin in January and there were several bills that were introduced that would have nullified, weakened, uh, just removed the intent of the Human Life Protection Act. But I'm grateful to say that at the end of that legislative session, Pregnant moms and babies in Tennessee are still protected. And the amendment that was passed after many subcommittee and committee meetings and lots of discussions with our legislative analysts and folks from national and lots and lots of constituent calls and letters and emails our representatives learned who they represented. And at the end of the session, we got an amendment that just clarified the Human Life Protection Act and it didn't weaken it. And I'm grateful to say that at the end of May, the governor signed that bill into law. So we have a very strong law in place. And when we get around to celebrating the year anniversary of the overturn of Roe v. Wade next month, almost 9,000 children's lives will have been saved because of Tennessee's laws and pro-life Tennesseans. And that is a tremendous victory, not only for these families, but also for our state, because that is not potential life, that is life. And it will make a difference for us here in Tennessee. Praise God for that. So, yeah. yeah and I know it took a lot of uh, fighting and uh, a lot of phone calls and stuff to help get this done. But uh, thank God we still got people who believe in life that was willing to fight for it. I'm so grateful. And besides this 
good amendment that Tennessee Right to Life did support. We also got a law uh, that prohibits governmental agencies from paying for related yes. expenses and travel expenses for abortion out of state. So that means that our cities and counties cannot pay for the abortions of Tennessee residents out of state. And we're very grateful for that as well. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm glad. I, I don't know who the uh, sponsor was on the bill, but I'm glad that they uh, seen that coming, was able to get a bill in to stop that. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't remember, and I feel terrible that I don't remember, but I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. Uh, but we were very grateful for that because we need to keep the pressure on the companies as well that are paying for out-of-state abortion travel. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen in other states as well. Uh, where they're trying to do that as well. Uh, now, when you talk about clarifying uh, the abortion law, uh, mm -hmm. can you go into details of what, what this uh, new legislation actually did? It added language to give doctors confidence that if they treated ectopic pregnancies or molar pregnancies or a woman who had suffered a miscarriage, that they would not be prosecuted as well as the women, of course, would never be prosecuted. Now, I'm here to tell you that the origin, original Human Life Protection Act did that as well. It had been on the books since 2017 with another one of our laws. No doctors or women would ever have been prosecuted if they had followed the law and not performed um, abortions. And so the treatment, though, of ectopic pregnancies, molar pregnancies, and miscarriages was never, ever the intent of the law. But there were doctors that were concerned about it. And so this law just gives the explicit language to protect them in the treating of those women. Because our intent, no pro-life uh, Tennessean's intent was ever to keep a woman from seeking treatment for an ectopic pregnancy or for a miscarriage because abortion is not a treatment for either of those things. Abortion is the intentional killing of a human being. And so that is what we were looking for. So the amendment is good. It took a lot of work, but we are grateful in the end that it was passed. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate the, uh, you'll remember his name. I won't, but, uh, the attorney who uh, who went through the flames to help get this done, and he he uh, got some pushback in the committees and stuff, but uh, especially from the speaker. But he uh, stood fast and and helped get the, this legislation in there. One of our heroes, his name is Will Brewer, and he is our legislative analyst and our attorney, and I, he did. Uh, Speaker Sexton accused him of something that wasn't true and it was wrong. And it was very much, I think, a photo op for the speaker. But Will stood on the side of truth and he kept having those conversations and he kept meeting with legislators. And in the end, it was the truth that prevailed. Right. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so we know that we we got this through the legislative process this year and and the governor signed it so we're good there so what do you see or what are you hearing uh 
basically seeing on the radar because you know they're coming back next year to to try to come back after this law and weaken it. It will never end. As you said earlier, the devil never sleeps. So what do you think's uh, coming up this year? What do you think's on the radar already? Right. You, you are so right. This is a spiritual battle and Satan doesn't take vacations. He doesn't rest. He's coming after our children. And so if he didn't get it through this legislative session and through this kind of amendment, he's going to come at us another way. And from what we've heard, and we even saw it in this legislative session, an amendment to allow abortion for the exceptions of rape, incest, and fetal anomaly. And I just want to take a minute to say, I know that these are very difficult subjects. They are emotionally charged. They are painful. I, I can't imagine the pain a woman goes through for after suffering sexual violence like that. But there are some studies that show that women who suffer sexual violence leading to pregnancy don't want abortions. There's a study by uh, David Reardon out of the Charlotte Lozier Institute, a really great resource that says 70% of women who got pregnant because of a rape or incest attack kept their children, did not abort, and that not one of them regretted that decision. And then of the 80% that did choose abortion, they said it made their life worse because, you know, abortion doesn't provide healing for sexual assault and violence. It only gives women opportunity to participate in it. And when they asked these women, why did you choose abortion? They said, because 70% of them said that because it was the people that they knew, it was the pressure that they felt from other people. It was family members. It was friends who just assumed that they wanted to get rid of the unborn child. And so we have to really start to have these conversations, really start to talk to folks who have gone through this, talk to these women who have carried their children, talk to the children who have been born because of brave mamas. And we need to start to influence our friends and family within the church and with outside of the church so that these lives can be protected because you know what they are still unborn human beings and they deserve the protection of the law yeah and and like you said you know uh it's hard it's hard to sit back and imagine you know yeah. i'm not a woman uh, as yeah. you can see uh, even though i'm not a biologist <laughs> so uh but uh you know, if I had a daughter, uh, you wouldn't want anything like that to happen. But, you know, it, it just, as you said, it adds to the violence and it just makes it worse. And I think in the end, um, as you said, at least 70% go on to regret what they've done. So, and it's, and it's not an easy subject to talk about and, and, you know, <clears throat> but people use it for political gain. And, you know, we don't want to be doing that either. No, we need to really step into these women's lives and provide the kinds of counseling and support that are needed to heal from this kind of absolute assault and violence and to be there when they make 
a decision to have a child, we need to be there to help provide what they need. And we know for certain that abortion doesn't heal anything. It just adds additional guilt and pain and suffering to a woman who is already suffering. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I said, for me, um, I wouldn't want to see any lady have to go through that and have to make those decisions. And, and I think the best thing that we can do is uh, to protect women from having to go through that is when we have a individual that, that has a history of that, that's done that is to put them behind bars and not let them back out on the street so they can keep offending it and causing those issues for other women. We know it's happening every day, you know, that the repeat offenders are out here doing that. That's what we need to be focused on. Right. We really need to have strong laws that protect women from rapists and yeah. family members um, that are involved in sexual violence. And we need to be willing to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. Absolutely. And that's what uh, I think you also see is, okay, it's a family member. Well, usually it's not just one victim in the family. There's, there's usually multiple victims in the family and that person should be put behind bars as well and not ever be able to do that again to another family member or someone yeah. else. That, that's the focus that we need to be looking uh, at. And these people see, Hey, they're serious about this. And, you know, you can't do this in, in a civilized society. Right. We, and we also need to just remember that we're not talking about a procedure. We're not talking about just, a, you know, taking a Tylenol, even though that's the way they have been referring to chemical abortions. But we are intentionally taking a human being's life. And it, we need to camp out on the truth, even if it's hard, even if it's difficult. The idea that an abortion is simple and quick and easy and nobody suffers is absolutely alive from the pit of hell. Yeah. And another thing, uh, just the way you described that right then is another thing that needs to be put out there as far as the truth. A chemical abortion, chemical abortion you're putting that into your body to cause a miscarriage, uh, to cause uh, your body to reject that. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that the side effects that that has on the women. A lot of a lot of women have had major side effects because of this chemical abortion, and I think that's something that needs to be put out as well. Right. Because we know uh, about, well, well over 50 percent, 54, 55 percent of all abortions that are performed now are through chemical abortions. And we know that these women are suffering at much greater percentages than are reported because we also know that when those drugs are dispensed, they the women are told how to talk about any negative side effects that they might have so it doesn't come back and it negatively impact the abortion pill. So if they present at an emergency room with extreme bleeding or other complications, uh, they've been told not to, to say that they took the abortion pills. We also know that uh, women 
aren't being counseled correctly. So because they don't always know exactly how old their, their babies, unborn babies are. And so these pills are being used on older babies, which are create all kinds of complications as well, besides having a dead baby. And the idea that you think it's humane to send a woman home to deliver her unborn dead child in her own bathroom is just, I mean, it's barbaric because wow. now, you know, now the home is the place where she's lost her child. And I've talked to several women who have had uh, chemical abortions and they said, there is no doubt what they lost was a human baby. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they wouldn't, and I guarantee you, they wasn't told that before they they got the prescription for it. No, they weren't. And we also have to remember that it's Planned Parenthood behind uh, most of what we see. And in their last report, they reported $1.9 billion with a B of revenue as a quote unquote nonprofit and a good chunk of that came from the federal government, somewhere over, I believe over 30%. Let me check real quick. Yeah. And um, of their revenue, 40% is specifically abortions. So, you know, we need to keep our eyes on those folks who are the disseminator of the lies, who are planting the lies, who are pushing the lies. And we've got to uproot it with the truth. And I know it's hard. And I know that, yeah, I'm one of those people that when I get invited to dinner, sometimes I'm told, okay, you don't get to talk politics today. Okay. But this <laughs> important. <laughs> this is important. You know, I want to talk about Jesus or I want to talk about politics because that's my current world and my future world. And so we just have to remember that the truth is worth the effort. Yeah, absolutely. And and the, the money that's going to pl Planned Parenthood and the money they're making is also being returned back, even though it's not in an abortion, it's also being uh, returned back uh, in other activist roles. And oh, yeah. so what we just found out here in the last week or so, um, thanks to some recordings, is, well, we found out uh, during the protest in, in Nashville after the um, school shooting, uh, a lot of the protesters that were bussed in from Memphis were paid for by Planned Parenthood. And now we're finding out that um, Planned Parenthood is behind the activist training in Nashville for the upcoming uh, special session protest to train the activists on, on getting everything ready for that. So we're finding out that Planned Parenthood is not only supporting abor abortions, they're, they're also uh, uh, supporting the gun control red flag laws that are being pushed here in Tennessee and their activism dollars are being spent here in against the people of Tennessee. Bad players. Yep. Uh, so it's not just showing up in the abortion clinics or the doctor's offices. It's showing up everywhere. So you need to be aware of that when, when you talk about, well, Planned Parenthood does some good things. Uh, I'd be willing to debate you on that. <laughs> so, well, 
even from their own report, you know, there was conversation a few years ago that they were doing mammograms and that kind of thing. Well, in their own report that came out about 2021, they didn't do any mammograms and they only did over a little over 6,000 prenatal visits. And of those, of the hundreds of thousands of abortions that they committed, um, less than 2,000 were referred for adoption. So don't let them tell you that we provide all services. No, they don't. They are interested in abortion. They are interested in making money from that. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I, I think it's it's great that uh, we've been able to fight back and, and and win against these guys this year. And But as we said, the devil's not going to sleep, and he's going to keep using these people to push uh, his agenda. And so we know they'll be back next year, and we we got to keep our ear to the ground because uh, and just I know some people are not going to like this, but uh, he's he's going to use Republican legislators to try to help get this done. And you know that's that's just a simple fact. It happened this year, and uh, people were surprised. And even one of them was a doctor, and one was a nurse, and you know that are in the legislature and uh, he used both of them to try to get this done, but thank God it failed. So um, with that, anything else you want to add? I just want to say how grateful I am to all of your listeners, your pro-life listeners who contacted legislators. It really truly made a difference. And as we move forward, just in anything, continue to pray for wisdom, for guidance, for the hearts and minds of our enemies, because at the end of the day, they will stand and face Jesus. So let's let's pray that their minds are changed. And until that time happens, let's continue the resolve that we are here and that we are fighting for the unborn children in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, and to go with that, uh, I'll add this. Thomas Jefferson said, the price of liberty is internal vigilance. They will always be coming after our kids. They're always after the unborn. The devil will seek to destroy the children. So we always have to be vigilant on it. And and just because this has happened, you got to keep your uh, eyes open, ear to the ground, and and listen and make sure we're ready to fight for this when it, it will come back up. It will come back up. And and mm. when it does happen, I'll probably be back on here asking you to, to call those legislators again. Because remember, at the end of the day, they represent you. Absolutely. And good Lord willing, I'll be here to help. Yeah, that's so. great. Oh, and if you know folks who are interested in running in some of these legislative seats, encourage them. We need to have some strong pro-life conservative leadership uh, to replace some of those who have shown their colors. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, some of those that's in the Senate, uh, they were reelected last year or the last election. Some of them will be up next year. So, you know, it's, um, uh, it's a good time to start preparing. Don't wait to the, when the qualifying petitions comes out because you're already way behind. Start looking now, start planning. Now, if you have someone that you know, that's ready to run, willing to run, Start getting your campaign ready now. You yep. can't go out and collect money, but you can start getting your your um, plan together. Absolutely. We have a political action committee, and they would love to talk to you. <laughs> yep. 
Absolutely. So reach out, uh, email me. As I said, uh, my email address is charlescookpodcast uh, at gmail.com. And I can put you in touch with Angela and some other folks that'd be willing to help you uh, run your campaign and, and teach you, uh, maybe get you some folks uh, help in your county. So with that, you know, hey, let us know and we'll get you some help somehow. Yeah. And that's the only way we're going to beat these people. We got to get them out of office, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. That's exactly right. Let's pray and continue to work. Yep. All right, Angela. Um, uh, thank you for coming on and, and giving us an update. I appreciate you, what you do. And I know God's going to reward you very well for it. Uh, of course, you know, with me, I say, well, he's, he, he's going to reward me, but he already has. He's blessed me. Uh, mightily and i'm thankful for that so thank you for coming on and, and thank you for the work you do it's my pleasure you know every day we just want to find a way to walk worthy of him right amen all right uh thank you folks for uh, uh joining the podcast today and listening uh we'll uh, be back again and have a new topic so appreciate you and please share this with the like-minded friends thank you god bless you and have a great day